This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 837 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Kathy Connolly joins Dressage Radio Show co-hosts Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Philip Parks today with some helpful hints for improving engagement and lightness and the half-halt. And we'll get right to our tip after this nutritional minute from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, it is truly my honor to have my mentor, Kathy Connolly, on the show this evening. She is a well-known international trainer, FEI, and has been my trainer for many, many years, over 10 years now. Oh gosh, Kathy. Uh, and we were going to talk on a trainer tip that is, we, we, we were talking before the show, we wanted Kathy to talk to you about horses that are heavy in the bridle. This is a, a big uh, problem for a lot of our listeners and myself as well. So uh, get us started on that conversation. Okay. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be with you here again. Um, and I remember speaking with you before the Olympics and it's great to be on with you, Philip and Reese, and it's so great to see you in uh, Kentucky, Reese, last weekend, and I've just loved helping you over the years. It's your fabulous rider, and it's a true joy. Um, I'm happy to talk about what to do in training with a heavy horse. That's a very common problem, and there are a few things that come to mind. One is that we have to decipher as a trainer rider why the horse is heavy. As long as the horse is physically able and doesn't have a problem taking weight on his hind end, then it really comes down to riding the horse in the balance box, which is where our vertical axis intersects with the horse's horizontal axis, and riding with good basic aids, riding correct half halts to help 
the horse to transfer his weight onto the hind end so he really can engage. And engagement is a combination, really, of carrying more weight behind and then still being able to thrust or move as he does that. I think that's a that's a a good point and a and a good starting point is to really figure out um you know why the problem is happening. I mean, you know, we get a, a lot of horses like this, but we have to kind of evaluate, you know, if they're uh, every once in a while we get a horse that might be a little bit sore behind whether it's in the hoof or in the hock or something like that that he's not he's not able to carry the weight behind and then we're maybe asking a little bit too much. So it's great, you know, from a trainer's perspective and to get somebody to help you a little bit with that because if, if there is a problem, you know, back in the, in the back or something, then it's really not fair to even start the training. But say, you know, you've kind of gone over that, you've discussed it with a trainer. What are some good exercises to kind of, even the most basic horse, you know, moving up through the levels, how do we, how do we improve this elusive concept of engagement? Well, I think your comment was good, Philip, and I think that most horses will do whatever we ask them to do it if there's really kind of two reasons they don't. Either they can't, and you just mentioned an instance where they wouldn't be able to carry the weight behind because they're sore or something, or because it's not clear to them. So what's important in increasing engagement and getting them to carry the weight behind is that we ride the half-halts very clearly. And... We know it's a four-step process, step one and four being where we ride them forward to the bit, step two being where we close in both hands, step three we soften, and step four we ride forward again. And the four questions most people ask and which are very pertinent to the kind of horse you're riding are, how long should they have help be, how strong should it be, how often should I do it and when? And that really comes from learning the basic fundamental of using our seats correctly so that we can influence the horse in the half halt. And then the application of the half halt is the key part of this because that is individual depending on what kind of horse we're riding and what result we get. And the application of a half halt is really feel. And to some people that comes naturally and to others it is something that takes a longer time. And some exercises to answer your question are that, or transitions. Transitions really are the test of the balance of the gates. And lots of times horses can look balanced in a gate like the trot when they really are not. But once you put it together with transitions like trot walk or canter trot canter, then we see um, in the change of gait, we see the the lack of balance in the horse. So a couple good exercises are, one, is on a circle 20 meters to ride in a sitting trot once the horse is warmed up and ride trot, walk a step trot, trot, walk a step trot, riding half halts through our lower back seat and forward into the bridle so the horse can step under and relax in his back enough to step under, thereby levitating his shoulders a little bit and being able to come over his back through his neck to the pole. And that can be done in both directions. And another great exercise that's very simple is corner training, where the horse, let's say we're trotting again and we proceed down the long side, 
and the rider stays in shoulder four down the long side. And Reese, you've done this exercise with me before. Mm-hmm. And the horse comes down the long side, and when you get to the corner letter, for example, K, and you're tracking left, then you would walk and then walk the horse up into the corner and halt, bringing his hind legs under, and then you proceed doing corner training, riding the horse forward up into the bridle. And it's a very effective and easy exercise because the wall helps to bring the horse onto his hind end a little bit more or the idea of the wall to the horse. And staying in shoulder four straight really helps us to get more engagement, which then helps us to transfer that balance into the canter transitions. Those are easy exercises. Um, Actually, I think it's next month. I have an article coming out in the USDF Dressage Connection on corner training, but those are two simple ones that can be done with horses really at any level. And now, Kathy, I just wanted to kind of make a point here because I I have a tendency to come into a lesson with a new rider and uh, we're getting back to the concept of the half halt because that's what teaches engagement. And, um, you know, we kind of, this is, like I said, it happens to me a lot, maybe what you think about this, but um, the rider kind of gives a half halt and nothing happens, right? Mm-hmm. Or where, you know, where you go to make that engagement or, you know, or go forward and the rider puts the leg on and also nothing happens. I think this goes back to your point of being clear that, you know, when the contact comes on, the horse has to react, right? We see so many non-reactive horses and, you know, pe- people who are trying to do it in the right way, but I think there are some stepping stones to getting light aids, right? I think a lot of times we can't expect an uneducated horse to to react to a light aid. I think sometimes I have to step in there and say, hey, you know, if he doesn't, if, if, if it's not happening, sometimes you got to make it happen. I think that um, that's that's something I've come across. Is that Has that been in your experience or... Yeah, I think that's a good commentary, and I think that is true. And it brings a couple things to mind. One is I think half-halts come in different sizes, let's say 1 to 10. And one would be perhaps a very soft, light half-halt, and as it graduates on to 10, it would be a firmer half-halt. Obviously, in the philosophy of do no harm, it's never brutal or too tough or strong, but I think this, that sometimes people, riders think they're being clear when they're actually not, and they think they've given a half halt that isn't clear to the horse, so I think always that it's important that we try to figure out why it actually is that the horse hasn't responded to the half halt. Lots of times, horses will not respond in the bridle if they're not light to the leg. It's not possible to get a horse light in the bridle if he's not light to the leg, so if a horse isn't responding well, it's good to go on, say, a 12-meter circle. And again, this can be done with a horse on any level. And carry the whip on the inside and leg yield the horse away from the leg, from a light leg. If he doesn't respond, just to tap him with the whip and teach him to leg yield away so that when we first use the legs and close them to bring him forward to that we get a response. And as you said, sometimes there isn't much of one, especially in a horse that is perhaps lazy or who is behind the leg. And that's common for all of us as riders that will have that happen. Now, once they go to the bit, 
I always speak about the fact that, you know, we know that the pole is designed by nature to come rounder, and a lot of it happens in what is the second piece of the half halt, and that is when the rider rides the horse forward from the seat and leg to the bit and then closes in the hands, and then lots of times the horse will come hollow or come above the bit or come behind the leg. That's usually where the problem actually is, and that's why I like to see that they become light to the leg first in both directions on a 12-meter circle, and then when we actually employ the use of our hand or hands in the half halt, we can just gently massage downward in our fingers, which is in compliance with the way that the pole is designed, not lower our hands, but just massage around our both hands, and this is... This encourages the horse to relax in the pull and come rounder rather than someone pulling back, which often is what happens. And as we know, in a snaffle bit, it acts on the corners, bars, and lips and the tongue, depending on what kind of snaffle it is. But this kind of movement and repetition, let's say every third time the inside hind leg comes down, um really encourages a horse to seek the contact and seek the connection with his hind legs to the bit because of a good and clear connection from the rider, from the rider's seat to the bit with the rider's hands. Well, Kathy, that's really, it's, it certainly is the hardest thing to do. So can you talk to us a little bit about sort of your expectations with a half halt with like a training level horse versus, for example, an FEI horse, a pre-St. George horse? Yeah, you know, it's something I was te- I'm teaching a clinic here in Long Island this weekend, and I was saying to somebody, because in dressage, you know, the first thing we need to do is get a horse through and on the bit. It's, it's harder to go A to B, which is what that is, than go B to Z, which is all the rest of it. In other words, all the movements, et cetera, really are dependent upon being able to get a horse um, to be relaxed, through his body and come through in order to be able to perform the movements. Now, when we think of a lower-level horse, as you're referencing, Reese, or then an upper-level horse, um, it's it's not necessarily true that the upper-level horse, let's say you, let's say anybody's brought two horses to their barn, one's a you know first or training-level horse, and one is a an FEI horse. Sometimes a lower-level horse will be better in the half-halt than the FEI-level horse, depending on how he was taught it or what his particular issues are. Um, So, again, I always think that it's most important to stay with basic exercises in the beginning. I love to warm horses up and trot canter transitions on a 20-meter circle because, one, the talent in one gate helps the suppleness in the other gate and it's good for any level horse and the and also going in both directions helps to supple in both directions but again whatever level the horse is it comes back just to integrating that that half halt uh, on the basic level with that horse and that depends on a horse being three things forward light to the leg so that forwardness is a state of mind when they go into the bridle the second thing is that they're straight and shoulder four, whether it's down the long side or on a 20-meter circle. 
And the third thing is responding to the half-halves, which takes some experimentation depending on what kind of horse we're on. Um, one example there, some horses are, for example, light to the leg, but they're heavy in the bridle. Some horses are dull to the leg and dull in the bridle, and some horses are electric, um, electric to the leg. I already said that electric to the leg and dull in the bridle, or they're dull to the leg and a little oversensitive in the mouth. So we as riders need to really tap into our best abilities with our own feel to feel how we can help them and in their tactile response to what we do. And that takes experimentation. And I think that takes experience, too. Some people will say, well, you know, if, if you're right, teaching, they'll say, um, you'll say, no, you need to have help. They'll say, I, I did and it didn't work. Well, sometimes it really wasn't effective because it wasn't a half halt that spoke to the horse in a clear way for the response that we want. So it does take time and experience, and I think riders need to be patient with themselves and their horses and really get good training from someone to understand how to half halt correctly. That is the foundation of our whole sport. Well, that's it could, it couldn't have, we couldn't have said it better. I mean, that's absolutely right. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for your time and knowledge tonight. It was great to have you on. If our listeners wanted to contact you, how would they do that? I have an email. It's um, Kathy Conley, AVF at AOL.com. That's my name, K-A-T-H-Y-C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. A is in Apple, V is in Valley, F is in Farm at AOL. And that's a wrap. If you enjoyed recent Philip chatting about all things dressage, you can tune in every week at dressageradio.com. You can also find lots more tips about topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people on horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the drop topics drop down menu on the left. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products. You can find them online at kppusa.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.